so he's doing his like postseason like postmortem kind of thing and he's just like well you know in a lot of ways like i know fans don't want to hear it, but like building the team this way is doing the fans a favor you know would i like big name players sure but like that's not a sustainable way to build like a winning team like you know if you maintain a 54 percent win percentage over 10 years like you're gonna win a world series you know <laughs> I, don't I was think just like that works it's it's not it's not how that works at all and we know it's not how it works because the Mariners have like a 55 percent win percentage over the last 10 years and they haven't been anywhere near a world series so. Yes, welcome to the American Soccer Analysis Show. I'm your host, Ian. With me today, Kieran Harrison. Me. You know the drill. Soccer. The world's game. Let's talk about it. Harrison, you yeah. want to talk about soccer this week? I did want to talk this. I did want I did want to talk about soccer. There's a What's few interesting on? things that popped up. All right. Well, I'm gonna, uh, let you, I'm gonna let you talk about soccer for a little bit. Just go, yeah, go for it. All right. So, so you have a round ball and you kick it, and uh, no, we're we're getting towards the end of the season, right? The end of the season, we got uh, we got some fun things that are, that are happening with the playoffs, and you know, we're starting to see teams clinch. You know, uh, Cincinnati won the uh, won the supporter shield. If you're a supporter shield truther, like. I feel like we all are. Is that is that safe to say? Are we all are no. on that? No. no, you're you're not you're not a supporter shield truther. I don't think there's like I mean, I think it's better than MLS Cup, but also the regular season is completely unbalanced schedule, so it's not really fair either. But it's closer. I guess I'm a I, I'm a uh I'm not a truther of anything on this front. I think MLS needs to get their act together with deciding how to award a league champion to cope with like an equitable way to do it. We also quit uh quit MLS for like six weeks in the middle of the year just yeah just to just because just, yeah. <laughs> just to do other tournaments and stuff so uh because of money yeah yeah money. yes yeah and it. don't you want to know how an mls team would approach uh playing a liga mackie's team come on come on yeah of course yeah. you do yeah of course. Uh, we, only, we only get to see that like in the coca cap champions league the all-star game the Champions Cup and the League's Cup. Exactly. So how, exactly. How, <laughs> so it's only like 65 occasions a year we get to find out how that would go down. You know what? I, I'm i in a unique position because Canada does not have a large uh, Mexican demographic. Mm-hmm. But it is comfortably the thing about MLS that I care the least about. But yeah. Like, how does MLS <laughs> stack up to Liga MX? I'm like, I have watched eight Liga MX games in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. And I don't care. They're fine. Sorry. They're all fine. Everything's fine. Um, yeah, that's true, Harrison. So I know that you want to th- talk about. I know you want to talk about Cincinnati. Well, so I feel like we talked very much about Cincinnati, and I think Cincinnati did a lot this season. Um, when we kind of made a, a, we've kind of talked about them in the past. You know, we've we've talked about them in their missteps. Like mm-hmm. my favorite thing was uh, Matt Doyle talking about how they have four four trophies in four years. Like that's the most tremendous amount of shade <laughs> that you can throw at them. It's yeah. so fantastic. Yeah, but at true. the same time, like they've recovered a lot over over the, a lot of bad decisions. I feel like 
they've spent a little bit of money, but they've also spent money pretty wisely. They haven't gotten gone and got world beaters, but they got smart players, right? They they went out and got uh, Luciano Acosta, which I mean, Acosta has been like pretty great at every stop that he's made. Um, I don't think he was necessarily like burning down Liga Mekis, but I thought he was really solid in the games that I watch. I actually did watch three or four of those games, and uh, I thought he was pretty pretty good. Um, you know, I, I know one day he was going to PSG. Like that was incredible. He was lit up, lit up that nation. Yeah, I mean, for, there, for unannounced, <laughs> and they said for hundred <laughs> for hundred twenty seconds, like it, it was the greatest thing in his in his life. Yeah, let's. He, he was that guy. Yeah. He was that guy. So I think I think Cincinnati are interesting to talk about because we got them very early on the wheel and. At the time, all the discussion was, are they going to hold on to Brandon Vasquez throughout the summer? And I think we were all kind of of the opinion, like, oh, well, if they don't, they're in trouble. Like, he does everything. He scores right. all their goals. Nah. And then I watched them win the Shield <laughs> against Toronto. Yeah. And first off, they held on to him. So, like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Second, he only scored eight goals this year so yeah. far. Yeah. Um, and, like, okay, it's like a cold finishing. Like, he has a 11 xg so it is it doesn't really matter but i have been impressed that they have been as good as they have been like really without the guy from a goal perspective other than uh acosta but acosta is all pks like he's scored like seven penalties or eight penalties he has scored like seven or eight penalties but he's also got like 16 or 17 assists too and probably Uh, like 26 mls assists yeah, what's what's interesting though is like the goals have come from everywhere. Like they've gotten, they got eight from Vasquez, they got four from Baji, four from Sergio Santos, five from Bupenza, who by the way looks like an analytics god. He's yeah. like yes. almost a full expected goal a game, which is crazy. Uh, Barreal has contributed. They've gotten a bunch off of set pieces. Junior Moreno's like popped up with a few goals that are whatever. They've been. Like, this is the profile of a team that wins Supporter Shield. There's, like, it's not one guy. It's not two guys. It's, like, they have a very clear best two or three players, but then they also have subs that come in. They also have rotation guys. Like, they're – it's pretty impressive that they've been able to turn that roster around so quickly in – what is it, Spoon to Shield in two years? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, if you want, like, a – like a like a rebuilding story if you want a blueprint about how to do it like this is this is pretty pretty spectacular i mean they were a they were a punchline and like you consider not even just they didn't even just have on-field stuff to rebuild like off the field like they were a mess you know they had to get rid of so many coaches and gms for weird reasons and like, they announced racist, the, a, racist a picture handles. of the wrong coach they announced the picture. And this of the was wrong the coach. coach who said, "Welcome to this coach," and it was not that guy. It was not Jeff <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, but you know, I now, mean, they, they've they've turned it around. Like they did it. I don't know what else to say. They did it. Here, I here's my question. Them. Yeah, totally. And we should, we should absolutely, a, we should absolutely applaud them on this and absolutely be happy for them and allow their fans uh, a moment of celebration. My question to you guys is, do you think this team is sustainable? Uh, Their underlying numbers are solid, not great, not as strong as you would expect from a team that very obviously cleared, you know, uh, the shield in four games. Um, 
I, I, I don't know what to, th- I don't necessarily know what to think uh, with, you know, uh, barely a 10 uh, goals out of difference, you know, they're, they're okay. Their expected goals were pretty solid, but not necessarily great. What, what, what are you guys taking away from this going into next season? I have a few, I'm going to say it depends, which is cheating, but it depends. So like, that's not if, cheating in my book. If, if I like they, it. If they win MLS Cup, the answer will be no because they will get killed by MLS Cup bonuses and they will have to move key pieces. So, like, for example, if you have Sergio Santos, you have Sergio Santos, Don Badgi, Bapenza, and Brandon Vasquez as your core of four strikers that you're always playing two of. We've seen this with every single team who has won MLS Cup for the past eight years that you win a MLS Cup and you have to sell on your depth because you cannot afford them when their their bonus hits. Um, because bonuses are accounted the next season, which I still think is a stupid thing. We should probably fix that. Whatever. Um, you should not have to disband your team because you won a MLS Cup. It's ridiculous. It's true. But someone like Sergio Santos like, will probably get traded. And then it's like, okay, yeah, washed five goals from your team or four goals. Uh, do they decide to sell Brandon Vasquez because they have to pay him much more money? Like, I don't know how much money Brandon Vasquez makes, but I bet you if he hits a quite large MLS Cup bonus, he's getting quite close to DP territory or like Max Tam territory. Uh, he's not, he makes 900 grand, but his next deal, who knows? So it's one of those things that, like, if they win a MLS Cup, the answer is definitely no. However, is it sustainable that Cincinnati are good? Not necessarily with this team, but that Cincinnati are good. I think the answer is probably yes. Like, I think their recruitment for the past two years has been, like, no misses. Like, I think Miazga was a great get. I think Nuovoto no- was a great get. Bupenzo was clearly a great get. Um, but it's not, just a, it's not just who they acquired, right? It's who they kept. This yeah. is a team that, like you talked about, they overhauled. You know, they kept Alvaro uh, Barriel and they moved and they moved him back to the defense. They kept Kubo. They kept uh, um, Mourinho. They kept some of these guys that I think that on the on the cursor maybe aren't huge linchpins, but turned into huge linchpins for this team. To me, the the biggest like reason for optimism moving forward is that. Cincinnati have very clearly been open to acquiring talent through every pathway available to MLS teams. Their starting goalkeeper is a draft pick. They have a player from the allocation order. They have players they've bought from Europe. They have players they have traded for. They have gotten players through, they they probably have an MLS free agent. They have gotten players through every pathway that you can get an MLS. And that to me is like one of those things that I look at like, okay, yeah, you will probably continue to be good because you will find another way to get another player, whether you sell Vasquez, whether you move on from Kubo, whether you, whatever, I'll always find another player. I mean, yeah. 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 You know, (laughs) well, and it's, it, it is really impressive that they're able to utilize all those means, all those different avenues and uh, yeah, it, it does show a propensity. However, I do kind of wonder how much of this is um, a good recruitment profile and how much of this is, is lies with 
you know, a 2019 Atlanta team that's, you know, kind of hit the precipice on, you know, hitting every single DP and every single different facet of their club. And now they're going to go and they're going to start missing, you know, not necessarily not hit, but they're going to start missing. And how susceptible are you to that? I, 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 I'm only playing, kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of playing uh, the devil to this conversation. Cause I think that you nailed it. I think this is a good organization. I think they've fixed a lot of their problems. But uh, you do have to wonder how susceptible they're going to be when they do start missing. It's a, it's a good question. Like nobody hits this often over in the long run. Yeah. Like I think I can't remember where, but like I think something like fifty percent of transfers, quote unquote, work out. Um. So very curious. I think you know, like any team you see kind of advance to this sort of. Um this sort of height, you know, like winning a supporter shield, winning an MLS cup, you know, being the, the, uh, the, the best team in the league, you know, um, they're usually there because they've had a period where they've hit those transfers <laughs> and it, it doesn't last forever. Um, you know, I think you saw at Seattle's height, you know, they hit on Ladero, they hit on Rui Diaz, they hit on, you know, lots of good players there in the middle of all of that, you know, LAFC was hitting on great players. You've got like Atlanta definitely in 2017 when they were so good, like they had hit on all their players like super well. Um, and I don't think any team sustains that forever. I don't think there's anybody that can like bat 1000 when it comes to the recruitment, like things are just going to go wrong. Um, you know, the idea is just kind of like, when do you sort of, I think like the elegance in like maintaining like a high level roster is, how you transition from the one you have to the next one and like what that process looks like and how slowly or quickly does that happen. And I think that that's a very easy thing to get wrong. And I think teams can either rush that or take too long on it. Um, and I don't think we know what Cincinnati's going to do with this one. I don't think we have enough of a, of a, of a, of a playbook on them just yet uh, with this current, with, with Noonan and with, with, with the current kind of regime there. So um, that's, that would be my question just kind of is, is like, how long is this window open for them? And, you know, what, what do you do when that window starts to close? Like, how do you start making that transition? I would love to, after talking with Nikos the other week, I have mm -hmm. so many like organizational questions. We should just get him on the show permanently. Just bring him on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, I would just love, like, I would love to talk to Chris Albright. Yeah. Cause like Chris Albright played for a ton of winning organizations and then worked for sure. the union and then worked for the union in an executive role for like eight years before he went to FC Cincinnati and the union or I think are like one of the five winningest teams in the last 10 years. Yeah. I would just be very curious to hear like the things that he aligns himself with. And like, clearly he is open to, many paths to getting better um like i think i don't know if it was him or if it was somebody else but they talked about like how their they think turkey translates really well to mls and it's like oh that's like you are thinking about league translation that is immediately yeah. a good a good sign they mm -hmm. think that i think turkey thinks that too they tend to shop here a good deal as well i think it's like in terms of relative standing globally i think it's pretty similar yeah. Um, I can't profess to have watched the Super League very much to know, <laughs> like stylistically, if there are similarities, whether it's like a particularly athletic league or something like that. But yeah, I, know. I have no idea. Any so, right. Uh, I I don't have any additional thoughts. Ian, did you? 
No, 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 no. I mean, it, it's they were the best team. They deserve to so, win the supporter shield. So good, good job. So I will say, you know, uh, Matty went ahead and he's been uh, working on the playoff uh, probabilities. Yeah. And Cincinnati does actually lead right now in terms of uh, the champion status. They're, champ- they're I think, 12% uh, yeah, to, yeah. to be yeah to be uh to be crowned mls cup champions they have the best probability coming out of it um what's what's kind of interesting is it it goes you know cincinnati st louis for obvious reasons you know they're pretty much the top western team and then orlando and then what's really janky right then is i kind of want to talk about these probabilities you have new england and then you have miami uh miami's <laughs> on just on the hinges well, uh, hold on before before we do this uh are these probabilities from before last night's round of games so, so no yes, no they're not yes, yes they are yes they are oh they are are they they are, they are from tuesday or monday okay so uh, but they're not from last night's <laughs> loss they are not including the results from wednesday october 4th we're recording on okay. thursday this is not including wednesday's matches of what there's a couple there's a couple Miami caveats. The other is that it assumes that Messi is going to play. Correct. Um, so this is actually a really interesting we can, How did how did Maddie program Messi in there? Okay, so this this is a fun conversation because we never get technical on this podcast. Yeah. We can talk about it. So we were every year uh Maddie and, and the ASA crew try and model the playoff probabilities. And normally it's fairly straightforward. You have their metrics for the season. Um, maybe you have to do some waiting towards the end of the season, depending on what it is. Uh, but this year you have this Messi problem where Messi played no MLS games and Miami are horrible in their MLS games because they didn't have Messi and they had a bad team the whole year. And then you have their League's Cup games, which are amazing. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's hard to say, but you also don't want to wait the whole thing on like a seven game sample so what we did was we looked at these like or what maddie did was he looked at these bands so he said okay if miami are the same team they were before messi joined this is their playoff probability the mm-hmm. answer is zero if adding messi makes them 25 percent better than the average mls attack because i think they were about an mls attack before on average uh this is their probability of making the playoffs and then if they're a 50 percent better and then if they are the best attack in the league and the number that we have, which is they have a, a 50% as of Monday, this number is now very much not accurate. If they were the best attack in the league, which we expect them to be with Messi playing, they had a 50% chance of making the playoffs on the weekend. Uh, with Messi not playing at all, they had about a 20% chance based on the amount of points that they had made up and the other players they still had. Right. Uh, after losing to Chicago, I would expect that number is very low now. Uh, probably sub 10% because now they've got to make up like seven points in three games or something. What does this mean for the league? I think this is actually a really good thing. Like, I think it's quite good that Messi had his like league's cup thing and and playoffs is going to be its own thing. And I think it builds good tension for next year where like Miami have like, they won league's cup and now they're coming for the league. Yeah. No, I mean, they are right. I mean, a full season of, a healthy messy, which well, I, that's, I don't. That's, I, that that's is an assumption. That's, that's that is an assumption. assumption. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> people generally don't get healthier the higher they get into their thirties. So, so that's I, that's I can I can I can you know uh, assure you that is the case. <laughs> so there's there's the there's the messy questions, but there's also like 
if you look at their roster, I have no idea what it's going to look like next year. Yeah. Where you have like Alba is Max Tam. Busquets is apparently a DP. Joseph is coming off. They extended Kamal Miller yesterday, who like I who we know was traded from Montreal to Miami because Montreal didn't want to pay a center back the num- the money he was asking for, which mm. presumably means Miami are paying him the money he was asking for. So like, was he asking for a million dollars a year to be a um, high TAM center back? I don't know. So that's a big question. And they have all this money coming on and off. They waived Nick Marsman, who was making like 500 grand in the middle of the year. That money will be gone for next year. They have all the injured guys coming back in, in Gregory and and uh, Mota, mm-hmm. but Quarantine John won't be back. Right, right. So, like, I just I look at their roster and their money, and I'm like, good luck guessing what this looks like. Who's going to come play for free because they just want to come play for Messi and play for league minimum? Like, <laughs> I have no idea. Right. I mean, there's well, like the, gonna, yeah, was... like that's the. That's also the assumption that they're worried about those sorts of stipulations at all. And they don't think that they'll just kind of get to do whatever they want, which I kind of think they probably like, you know, if it's like a Messi demands quarantine, John, like, you know, like they treated treated their cap like they could do whatever they want before Messi came. Why would they like, why would they, why would that switch now that they actually have a blank, you know, they have that kind of carte blanche. Uh, I mean, they have a different or uh, organizational structure at this point in time than what they did. But yeah. I, I, th- I, I have to say, like, you look at some of these uh, re-signing Kamal Miller. I mean, you can say, hey, would you like to be a high-paid player and, and go be over in Europe, or would you like to play two years with Messi? I mean, yeah, come on, like know. you have you have to say you have to I, think at some point in time they have a little bit of an advantage on on. I don't think that's his pull. Like, I mean, like for me, I'd be like, I'll take the million dollars and watch Messi on TV. Like, yeah, but else. you're not you're you're not losing a ton of I, I mean, come on, you're not losing. If you're getting paid, you know, a million dollars. <laughs> do you think, you know, losing one million dollars to play with Messi for two years is. I guess. Yes, I, I, I also think in the case of Kamal Miller specifically, that if there was someone in Europe who was readily willing to pay him whatever Miami are paying him, yeah. Montreal would have sold him for a fee. Yeah. Um, unless they just like so desperately wanted to include him and a million dollars for Bryce Duke, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's no, not. It's no. not like it's not like Kamal Miller had a great season in Miami either. I think he's been so. I think he's been pretty good. He's had he's had a roller coaster ride. He's looked bad on multiple occasions. Well, he's, he's had a roller coaster center back, but fair, fair. But I don't think like the air it's to not the that Victor he's Cabrera been bad. <laughs> can can I make a non Miami playoff odds point? Please. Okay. Uh I don't know if if either of you noticed this looking at this. The first place team, which is Cincinnati, or the most likely team to win is 12% champion probability. That's the, weird, yeah. The 12th placed team, or the 12th highest win probability team is Vancouver at 4.5%. I don't think I've ever seen the champion odds this flat. Like, yeah, in the past couple flat, of years, yeah. it was like LAFC and Philly were like 25 and 20% all of the That's years. True. Um I think like it's just I, because like the West isn't bringing any heat, right? Well, that's definitely part of it. But I even then, like I think, 
Like, I bet you LAFC had higher playoff win probability odds at the start of the season than 12%. Yeah, I'd agree. <laughs> I mean, I, I would hope so. Yeah, I would, I would imagine so definitely. Like, I, and so that's that's one thing that I think is really interesting. And the teams in there are like, since he's in Lewis, Orlando, New England, who like probably have artificially high odds because they don't have Petrovic anymore and they don't have Arena. Uh, Miami, Seattle. Why are they still that high though? That's 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 a head scratcher for me. It's based on their season numbers, which are like fine. Which are, are I like, mean, they're and, fine, and, and, but they're, they're they're not high, that good. They're high in the West, or in the East, rather, right? Because of I mean, they're like, fifth. Pl- they're in fifth place. They're not. I mean, teams that they're that are that are in higher standing are are higher than them. I just I, I think it's kind of weird. Their expected goal differential is in the negative. I mean, it just it's it's kind of interesting. I I think it's that is, actually you know what that is odd. Now that I look at it, I mean, the crew Philadelphia um, are both lower than them, and that's I mean, the crew has been remarkably strong on defense, and you know those are teams that that's generally the teams that we kind of look at when uh, we look at you know teams that are going to be successful in the playoffs, right? So what I wonder is if they were higher on Monday, they were like third, not fifth, and that meant that they would get to play Chicago or Montreal in the first <coughs> that's round. That's a that's and, a great that's a and good And then point. they just and they just have really high win probability by the fact that they will almost certainly win their knockout game because I don't think Chicago Montreal are very good. Um, the other is St. Louis. This is my other thing that that really speaks out to me is that they are the one seed, so they get an automatic buy, which is huge. Yep. But they are horrible. Like they're not go. I would, I would bet a significant amount of money that they do not win MLS Cup. Like a disgusting amount of money. Yeah, I would be very surprised if they were managed to hold hold that through the whole playoff thing. So. But no. I mean, you know, they they've been touched by the divine all season, so who knows? Like I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to rule it out because <laughs> they've proven me wrong over and over again. Uh but yeah. I like how Miami has like a higher percentage chance of winning um MLS Cup than making the playoffs. Re- oh, I'm not quite reading that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like they have like it's like they have this like 6-9% chance of winning MLS Cup and like that's higher than several teams that are definitely already in the playoffs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, Harrison Arcel, five, 5.1% 5. chance. Harrison's I take good. it. He's taking it. Yep. 25 bucks, Harrison. You, you going to do it? My, my beloved TFC, one of two teams with 0% probability of making Ugh. the playoffs. Eliminated as of last night, correct? No, they were eliminated two weeks ago, I think. Oh, were they, were they eliminated two weeks ago? Yeah. Oh, my God. We're, we're going to win this. It's, it's pretty great. But we're going to draft some guy in the draft who's pretty good, apparently. So. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, I think, I mean, looking at these odds, like, St. Louis feels high. I mean, I'm just going with my feels here. Orlando feels high. Do we want to, vi- do we want to, like, vibes pick a winner now? Yeah, we can vibes pick. Who's your vibes pick winner? Uh, my vibes pick winner. Gosh, it just wouldn't be Cincy. Like it just, it never is, is it? It's never mm-hmm. that team. Certainly not when the edge is that small either. Yeah, my vibes pick is gonna be something stupid like 
I'm going to say, I, I just don't, I don't have any more. I'd love to say the union, but I just don't have any more faith in them. Uh, I'm going to say vibes pick is Atlanta. I don't hate it. It's got a good goal difference, a good goal difference. Yeah, plus they just added all those good players, and it seems to be working okay. They, they got they got waxed by Philly, but they did, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it's, I think it's legit. Harrison, who's your vibes pick? The Columbus Crew, right? Yeah, I, thought, I thought about it. Yeah, I considered them. So why? Tell, sell me on the crew. All right, so I mean, look, you you talked about uh, Atlanta adding some players that really worked. Dude, Diego Rossi is is still Diego Rossi can still move. Uh, this team in and of itself has been solid all year, not just from an attacking standpoint, but also from uh, from the back. Right, uh, Stephen Moria, I think should probably get in some discussion about being uh, uh, being the defensive player of the year. He's not, which is kind of odd to me, but whatever. Like this team is still solid. Chucho has been. So good most of the year. Third uh, he's had non penalty expected goals, which is very surprising to me. It was for me as yeah. well. Uh, I had him in fantasy and I traded him because I thought that he was just going to completely uh, eat this year. I thought that he was going to dry up and I thought those goals were going to dry up and he didn't. Um, so uh, Christian Ramirez uh, really quietly has been very solid. Uh, Matan, uh, who came over with little to no fanfare and really hasn't had any fanfare all year, uh, has been really, really good. Um, so they have all the attacking pieces. Uh, they acquired Julian Gressel. They still have Nagby being the, the, the clock there, uh, in the midfield. Um, and then like, come on, it's me. Uh, Jimmy Madronda, uh, plays a uh, fullback <laughs> every once in a while. So, you know, you know, he's got a hundred minutes. You got to go with, you got to go with your vibes, right? Nice. Uh, I think, I, yeah. No, go uh, ahead. What do you think, Ian? Oh, I was just saying, I think that, like, if they're there, probably going to be a number of more high-profile teams, maybe. Sort of kind of thinking about doing a manager shift, and I have to think that Nancy has to be at the top of just about everybody's list at this point. You think he's going to leave Columbus? I mean, I don't know, if, he, I don't know like, if he will or not, but I'm saying I have to imagine that, like, there's just a lot of interest in that guy from a lot of teams around the league that are kind of looking at like, I mean, you look at like LA Galaxy, for example. Like, they can't be happy. <laughs> this, this is this is a wild take, but I wonder if he doesn't have Liga interest. Yeah, like Patrick Vieira is a much more high pro- profile person, obviously. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's not unprecedented. It's not. It's not. I'm just saying. I think that's going to be a hard one for them to keep on to. Like, they may do it. I don't know how happy he is or not. Like, he may love it there. He may just like be like Ohio's just. It's the best. I love it here. Well, Ohio is for the lovers, but do you think like there's like that French connection? And do you, like he's do you, French. He's with, French. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Do you think <laughs> that there's just that? So there is that connection. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just saying. Is that? Is that why you? Why you? Why you mentioned Ligue yeah. 1? Or yeah, is, yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. You know how they keep. Like we keep up with our American coaches abroad. Like for sure. Like they. You know. Yeah, but he, oh, he he has done. He, he spent that... the he spent the majority of his career at Montreal, hadn't he? Well, or he, am I missing that? He no, he he did has only coached in North America. Like he came to Montreal to play university soccer, right? Uh, exactly, and then went into the the Montreal like the the, the Impact Academy when it was still Impact. 
uh, I, I don't know. Like that's why I say it's a little bit different than Vieira because like he doesn't have the profile and he doesn't have a connection to a club back in France. But he's also like been so good and like good in a way that is very applicable to France, which is like not to be like dismissive, but France is also a development league mostly. Yep. Like most of the clubs there are broke and survive off of making money through player sales. So it wouldn't shock me. <laughs> playing PSG, yep. And there are owners in Liga who own MLS teams. So like... Oh, that's a... You know what? That's a really valid and, there, and there's a lot of American owners. So like... Yeah. I don't know. In theory, like if Strasbourg, <laughs> who actually I think Strasbourg's manager is Patrick Vieira right now, who are owned, <laughs> by, who are owned by the Chelsea ownership group, were yeah. like, hmm, we want somebody who's going to play kids so we can sell these players for money. You should go get this Nancy. I don't know. Just, just spitballing. Just spitballing. All right. Who's your vibes pick? Kieran Doyle, Kingmaker. Uh, I picked. I picked Nashville at the beginning of the season, but That's their right. vibes right now are horrific. Very bad vibes. They do yeah. not score goals. Their team looks gassed. Lovitz got sent off like in the hundred and sixteenth minute last night. Yeah. Um, my vibes pick is. I can't pick anyone in the West because the West is just too much of a mess. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to pick like Orlando. They just have like Juju, I think. And... They're so, they're really high on these, these probabilities, man. Well, they're know. second, they're second and they have a three point gap on third. So like there is almost no chance that they get caught, which means they have a buy, which is very favorable. They have some like, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. That buy. Yeah. I that think they play helps. stylistically in a way that is like quite suited to the playoffs. They don't press, so they're going to be fine to play multiple games. But they don't press it crazy anyways. They've got very quick attackers to counter. They've got a good goalkeeper who we've already seen is good in penalty shootouts. They also have an outfield player who can go in net in penalty shootouts. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I just like... Always, always vital. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just gotta in case. It. You got to have Just in it. case. It adds like 0.1 win count probability. Uh, I don't know. Just, just like a some somebody in the league was like, I think Orlando are going to win MLS Cup, and I was like, that's an interesting pick. So I'm going to steal from them. And so. yeah, no, I think they they love that. Uh, yeah. Well, that's it. We did it. We talked about soccer. I think it's time that we now answer some trivia questions about soccer. Do Do you want to talk about your FIFA thing first? No, let's just do the trivia questions. We don't have okay. Time for... <laughs> we trivia. Time to FIFA, through, yeah. FIFA will be saved for another day. Uh, okay, we have six questions. These were all true as of Monday night. So if they have changed since then, bite me. Yep. Uh, Harrison, <laughs> Harrison <laughs> Mian, uh, Ian, you were absent, and Harrison did technically beat Nikos in what was... <laughs> Whoa, the- what's, this, what's this technically bullshit? You did, like, you did, you did, you did win, but it was, I did con- win. it was not convincing. It wasn't a sanctioned. He was not a sanctioned opponent. Like he didn't no, know that was going to happen. Wrong. You're not. Wrong. This was an exhibition. It was an exhibition. That was a like, friendly. But... That was a friendly, and like he brought a C team, thinking we were just going to chill. Yeah, sure. And you were going for blood. Well, Harrison, so... Harrison, I'm going to let you go first, as uh, Ian forfeited last week. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Now he just called you out. Uh, go with number three. Go with three. Uh, okay. <laughs> Christian Benteke is the current league leader in <coughs> expected goals per our model. Uh, I want you guys to take turns naming teams that he played for before DC United. <laughs> okay. There are seven of them. Okay. Uh, so, Harrison, I will let you go first. 
Neat. Uh, uh, Chelsea. Well, you're out and, and lose. Is, did he not play for Chelsea? I no, thought he, he came over. No, he came over. Uh, Man United. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, no. He also never no. West, West Ham? Did no. he play for West Ham? No. no. You've gotten colors right. but All right. I'm just going to name some teams that he's played for. If, How you about give, that? If, if you get one team, I will give you one point. He Crystal Palace, Liverpool, Correct. Aston Villa, Correct. uh, like freaking um, Aston Villa. Okay, I was thinking, what's it called? Like, didn't he? Wasn't he like a yeah, he's Belgian, so he played for like Liege. Uh, yes, he did play for Stand of the Edge. I don't think I don't think I know any other ones. Did I say Crystal Palace? Yes, you got all the yes, teams. twice Pal- Palace, Liverpool, Villa. Uh, before that, he played for Gank, Michelin, Portrake, and Standard Liege. <laughs> I thought for sure he had played, damn it. He was Liverpool was yeah he was Liverpool he was like was one guy. of those guys that was like linked with all those teams for a while and Liverpool was the only team that was like yeah we'll we'll get in there. He was uh I believe he was, he was an analytic signing for He was bad. Liverpool. He was bad. They uh, didn't like him in the end. All right, well Ian, you're up 1-0 uh on Euro snobbery. Which question would you like? Two. Two. Uh heading into the final Two game weeks, the league G plus leader is American striker Brian White. Name the last and only domestic player, so American or Canadian, to lead an MLS season in goals added. Is the American striker? Any they play any Brian White is an American striker, but this player is any position, but is American or Canadian. And led the league and just goals added like above replacement. Above, above average. Above average. Oh, it was um, it was Jordan Morris in 2020, wasn't it? That is absolutely correct. That it yeah. was Jordan yeah. Morris in 2020. That was the, yeah, that's not fair because I made that graphic, and I remember like highlighting his little name in gold or whatever because he was the one. Like your slumdog millionaire flashback. Uh, yeah, he's a slumdog millionaire. <laughs> me there. <laughs> Alrighty, three nil. Ian is back with a vengeance. Uh, Harrison, what question would you like? Uh, let's just. What question do you go with? He... Two. We've done two and three. Correct. All right, so four. All righty. Uh, it wouldn't be MLS without a messy question. Over, under. Of course. Over, under. Ian's going to set the line for you. How many oh, goals has Messi scored in his career as per Wikipedia? So club and international goals total. Uh, 748. There's an over, under 748 over. goals. You are over. correct to smash the over. 845. 726 club, 119 international. I was I pretty sure he had over 800. He pulls it back to 3-2. Uh, Wait, how does that work? How do you get two points for that? Your I got it right off the bat. worth two, and if you steal, it's worth one. That's why you have three points. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's biased against you. Give me question one. <laughs> Uh, St. Louis FC proved the haters wrong with a resounding Western Conference victory Yeah. Uh, on their conference third worst minus six expected goals. Uh, only one team has had a worse how do I explain it? Uh, only one team has had a Finish worse high has, I, yeah. has had a worse conference rank for their expected goals despite winning their conference. So, like, they came second or last in terms of expectables in their conference and still won it. Only one team in the ASA data set. Uh, wow. That's a good question. Uh, oh, actually, they did explicitly come last is what I wrote. 
Okay. Um, I mean, I want to say, but did they I've, win? Hold on, hold on, Would hold on. They, oh, I they had to had, win the conference, though. I have had a mayor here because I just didn't read the last sentence of the question in my tongue-tiedness. This okay. team came last in their conference on XG despite winning it in 2014, which is a very useful part of the question. <laughs> yeah. Um, 2014 would have been... Won their conference, came last on XG. Came last on XG. I think I, they was, were also last in the league, but... That's was it... Um, was it Colorado? No, that's a good guess. They were good around the time. That is incorrect. I don't Harrison, know. Yeah. Would you like to steal and equalize? Don't get that, but okay. Last in their conference would have to be. They won the conference, East... but last by a sheet. Right. Because uh, 2014, there, that was still Chi. Was that still Chivas? I think Chivas was still there. Famous and so, conference winners, Chivas, you would say. Well, <laughs> I, I just know that they're epically bad. So, uh, but they didn't I'm win it. Trying to think. Yeah. So it'd be the Eastern. How did I miss this? Because I know now. Okay. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know uh, it? Is it DC United? It is indeed DC United 2014 won the East with a like minus 14 expected goal difference. Incredible stuff. And that's yeah. 3 3. Because I think Chivas was was the was the worst there good, in that league good, that their yeah. last year. That's good logic. Then nobody could have a worse expected goal difference than Chivas. So I, I'm pretty certain their last year it was just absolutely abysmal. It was up there. So Alrighty, uh, Harrison, your question. We have uh, five and six on the board. Go six, sir. Okay, a different kind of analytics. I need you to name any one of the five most viewed ASA articles of all time. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I will say explainers, tables, and the homepage are out because they are all the top like five. Damn. Uh, Any one of five. It, it's. You know what? Uh, this is going to be super conceited, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with it. I think it would probably be one of my uh, one of my what uh, expected goal uh, weekly um, that I did back in like 2017 or 2018. Lowered um, expectations. Oh, yeah, lowered expectations. Expectation. Uh, not to hurt your ego, but no, not. Yeah, that, not okay, that's fine. Right. That's let fine. Me, let me rattle some off for you here. Okay, I want you, extra points. Okay. See, I know I know he's going to steal and get him because he always <laughs> looks at that stuff. Where do goals come from? That uh, is that uh, is first. What to expect when you're expecting I thought goals? that that would... Uh, I thought that, that those were explainers, aren't they? No, where goals come from was like its own thing. But I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be sure. No, where, where oh, yeah, where... was not one of them. Oh, really? Game of Thrones? Was that one? That is sixth. Yeah, Game of Thrones. That was a classic. Was the Pokemon one up there? No, that's like 12th or something. Oh, that's sad. Well, I guess I can't name any of the top five. Give them to me. Give them to me. Uh, where goals come from? From Carl okay. and Jamin. Yeah. Uh, yep. Tur turf and injuries. The data hurts from someone called DMP. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, um, I remember that one. Forget everything you know about goal kicks, which surfaced back up recently, actually, by Jared Young. 
which Jared, is the one. Jared has a couple in there, I bet. Jared has a bunch yeah. in the top ten. Uh, that was the one about uh, short goal kicks being better than long goal kicks. I I know for a fact that was hanging up in Atlanta's locker room. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I have I have confirmation from someone that that actually said that that had been printed out multiple times in that organization in the early days. Did did Wowie did Choix Wowie make it? No, Wowie was not on there. Uh, fourth was evaluating goal kicks, uh, goalkeepers by Bill Reno at yeah. Let's All Soccer. Ah, and there from, you go. From 2015, just got a yeah. longevity boost. And then fifth was visualizing visualizing MLS salaries compared to other leagues, 2015 by Drew Olson. Drew Olson. There you go. The boss. Yeah, so the those boss. are the five. Those are the five. None of us are in those top five. No, no, no. Yeah, that's not I, I that's not say, surprising in any way. I will say this trivia question came about because I fully wanted to see where the usage article was. Yeah. <laughs> and it was not high up. It was like 40. Anyways, question five. Uh, I'll give Ian one point because he did get where goals come from. Yeah, which absolutely. Which makes it four to three. So, Ian, you can seal the deal, but you are open for equalization here. Um, question five, an interesting profile of Apple sports executive Eddie Q and Apple's venture into MLS was, uh, written up on GQ last week. It was a very cool read. I suggest you go look at it. Um, in that article, Mr. Q said that Apple's interest in becoming MLS's exclusive broadcast partner started from a meeting in Mexico city with Don Garber and the owner of one MLS franchise, which franchise was it? Um, so this franchise's owner sold Apple with Don Garber on the wonderful season pass we now have. I gotta say, let's say LAFC. It's a good guess, but it is not correct. The door is open, the ball has been squared, the goal is gaping. Harrison Crow, can you equalize? I feel like I feel like it's gonna be something like uh, Atlanta or something, but that's not my guess. Uh, I I'm just gonna go with uh, Miami and say Miami's owner was there. I just because it seems it's it a, seems that, right. Sense, yeah. It's a good guess in Jorge Massa's like the Hispanic connection. It's not correct. Uh, the answer is the Seattle Sounders. Damn it! The of course, the of course, Macklemore. Not Macklemore. It was not. It was Macklemore. I don't. I it actually was don't. I actually don't know who the Seattle Sounders owner is. I don't think it's Russ it. Wilson and uh, Macklemore. Don Garber, Eddie Q. <laughs> yeah, they caused this. And match. he was like, "Let's ride." I don't know what, what he said. Ken Griffey Jr. was there. There are a lot of who is Seattle's owner. I actually don't know who Seattle's. Macklemore. Like. No, like who's uh, like the majority? Adrian, Adrian Hanauer. Okay. Well, then I guess it was probably that guy. <laughs> um, but more likely, but the, the like Ian's not wrong. Like the the Seattle Sounders I, have like a just uh, just like this huge amount of like local Seattle celebrities that own like some small percentage of the club, like the, bet, the Angel, I, Angel City. I bet it was yes. Michael I still think it was Michael Yeah, you know what? I, I like there. Like that seems more. That that seems more in reality than Adrian Hanauer just hanging out in Mexico City and being like, you know what you should do, Apple TV. Besides, <laughs> you know you besides know invest in the Republican what Party. Should, what you should do <laughs> is uh, send the people that stole our uh, head of recruiting. Uh, you should buy Messi for them. 
it, it's actually weird. I don't think the article mentioned why they were all in Mexico. Probably a World Cup thing. Must have been like a World Cup thing. With Hanauer, it could have been a poker thing. He's a big poker player, too. Oh, that's a good call. Yep. Well, there's our trivia. We did it. You did it once more, Folks. sir. Once more. Yeah, hold it out. Four three. Four three dub. You're back. Your At, honor. After my back. embarrassing Benteke uh air gaff. Hello, a little moment on the program. Yeah, um, very, very much so. But right. unex but hardly unexpected. Not unexpected, no. We folks, thank you for listening to the American Soccer Analysis Show. I've been your host, Ian. You can find me on Twitter at a handle for Ian. Uh, I want to thank Harrison Crow and Kieran Doyle. You can find Harrison on Twitter at Harrison underscore Crow and Kieran on Twitter at Kier Doyle, K-I-E-R-D-O-Y-L-E. And please follow Soccer Analysis on Twitter, or uh, American Soccer Analysis on Twitter at Analysis Evolved. Um, and uh, visit the website. That's www.americansocceranalysis.com. And if you like what you heard today for some reason and you want to support this show, hey, I got a great way for you to do it. Head to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash American Soccer Analysis. Uh, we only have one tier there, just $5 a month. That's all we ask. It keeps our servers running, uh, keeps that data that data pipeline going hot. And uh, we really appreciate any kind of help you can give us. Uh, and uh, anyway, you spend $5 a month there. It's a great way to support the show. And you get access to our Patreon-only Discord. Hang out with some of us and uh, some of our other listeners and uh, analytically-minded soccer supporters uh, like us. And uh, it's just a good time. It's a good time. You should really check it out. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We will be back in a couple of weeks. And until then, enjoy the soccer.